Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the 90s Mixtapes. I am Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are in the dog days of summer. We're in August. But we're going back in time to August 93. You ready, Jen? Mm-hmm. We are going to be discussing today, this will be our, I would hope, our last uh, double episode where we're putting TV and potpourri together. But we'll be discussing today a couple TV shows uh, that came out in August of 93, as well as the random news stories and fragrance uh, wood chips that you may or may not have seen people eat at your grandparents' house, a.k.a. <laughs> potpourri. We saw, po- we saw potpourri I know. You were so excited. Where's that at? World Market? No, it was in Williamsburg, Virginia. I almost bought it. That's right. We were so excited. We were in Williamsburg, Virginia, and we saw... In the wild, potpourri, but it was... The, Christmas potpourri. Yeah. One smelled really, really good. I was going to say, it wasn't really in the wild, though, because it was in, like, a gift shop in, like, Colonial Williamsburg. So, like, if I was going to imagine a place that you would have potpourri that I could purchase, it would definitely be, like, an old-timey gift shop. That's fair. Like, I feel like that's a thing that was somehow yeah. popular to make your house smell less, like, mold or something. I don't even know. Oh, yeah, they didn't have... Festive? Like... Insulation? They, yeah. they weren't using drywall HVAC or insulation. Units. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. They weren't using HVACs. Um, but which do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the random stories? Or do you want to start with this TV? I want to start with just a little tidbit from music that we forgot to mention. Okay. When did we forget to mention it? On the music episode that I released yesterday, so released on Tuesday. Okay. Fair. What is it? Okay. It is the Billy Joel "River of Dreams" album. There mm-hmm. are just two things about it that we didn't talk about that I think are a pretty big deal. This Hold was on. his yeah. August tenth, the River of Dreams album came out, which to date is his last album. Is that what you were gonna say? Do you have it on your notes for today? I have it on my the t- that's my top note. That for is today. so funny. Yeah. That was one of the things, yeah. Because I was gonna be like, it's his last album. <laughs> it's also side side note, the month of Billy Joel, because I had that as an August tenth potpourri. Okay. We just talked about him in music. And for TV, he's also on events and also TV because he's going to be on the David Letterman show at the, the first ever David Letterman show. That is true. So what's the other fact? Because I was like, I already have this fact. Not only did the cover art of that album win awards, but do you know who painted it? Pablo Picasso. Christy Brinkley. Oh. His then wife. I love how I just said Pablo Picasso and you just plowed right through that. Yeah, because it was a silly, it was a silly goose answer and you know it. It's true. I mean, you would never guess Christy Brinkley unless you knew it. So that also would be a silly goose answer, but it's not because she really did paint that. And I thought that was really interesting and uh, cool. And I didn't know she was an artist and I actually loved that cover. I still do. I think it's really cool. And I don't know. just thought that was interesting. Yeah. No, I'd I'd seen that fact when I was doing my research for this episode. Because it just kind of came out as like a quirky, this is his last album, versus like when we were doing the yeah, research Yeah, I'm like, how did we miss it. that? We are, we, we have asked that research, and that's okay. No, because you know it's what okay. it is? I, I Honestly, I, I have to say, and, and I'm going to be serious, I bet you that more albums have come out, but that was his last studio album where he made new music. See what I mean? Yeah, but that's a big deal. Right, but that's 30 years ago. So I'm saying in the interim, he's probably released some live albums or whatever other albums. It's just it didn't click when we were doing, Mm -hmm. like, looking at the album or looking at, like, his discography. It wouldn't click, like, hey, this is the last thing that he did. But that's it. I mean, it's because it's not, you know, we know. I mean, he's out. He's got a residency in Madison Square Garden. Like, it doesn't get more New York than that. He's out there all the time playing shows. So it's not like he's disappeared. So you just wouldn't think, oh, wow, 30 years ago, that's the last time you put anything together, right? In terms of new music. So I think we should do TV and then Potpourri as if they were two separate episodes, because that is the order they come out in the month. It's fair. I think so. Do you want to get started then with TV? Yeah. Give me the intro. Oh. Damn. You're like, what what is an intro? (laughs) You're like, how do I put you under... Pressure you didn't know was coming. Uh, um, I wouldn't get that far. I feel like I feel like this is so conversational that the yeah like like while I was doing that I was trying to go through just so I could verify what I was saying was accurate. So a voyage on the river of dreams was released in ninety four is what it says an album. So river of dreams is, we know was released in ninety three. It doesn't even say that. Then you had greatest hits volume three in ninety seven. 
complete hits collection. Right, but the greatest in hits and live albums. The only. ultimate collection in 2000. Okay. The essential Billy Joel in 2001. Piano Man, the very best of Billy Joel in 2004. My Lives in 2005, a box set. The Hits in 2010. She's Always a Woman. The Love Songs in 2010. The Complete Albums Collection in 2011. Additional Masters, the Opus Collection, She's Got Away, Love Songs, 50 Years of the Piano Man. So, again, it's one of those things we would, it would never occur to me to be like Billy Joel's last album, you know, last studio album came out then. So. I mean, they're all just greatest his albums, but okay. Right, but usually then the, the artist will go on tour, which I think he has, and they still kind of promote it. So I don't disagree. I'm saying it's an important fact, but that's why we missed it on the music. I'm giving us a little bit of props. Oh, well, don't, because we uh, did some <laughs> some shoddy research, and it's, research, and it's okay. That's what we do here. Well, I guess then I'll kick us off with TV. So TV, in August, is right now we're still in the, the point where um, new ideas kind of go to die, right? We, you get a couple different premieres here, but for the most part, they're, I would say, on like a smaller scale, with the exception of the Power Rangers, which... Yeah, that's what I want to talk about, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Well, we'll get to that at the end of the month, because that's coming out like the week before Labor Day. Well, well, the first show that comes out is this show called Fallen Angels, which we watched a lot of it. It came out August 1st on Showtime. I watched a lot of it. I watched one of it, and you watched a lot of it. I watched, like, five episodes, and I'm going to watch, like, the sixth episode to end the season, because I was you? so enthralled with how ridiculous the show... Not ridiculous, but the show, the premise of the show, now, I couldn't find it anywhere but on YouTube, and there's, like, all the episodes are on YouTube. I highly recommend, if you're listening to this, you watch the show, because I think you're going to get the same kind of, like, kick and weird, like what the fuck am I watching vibes from when you're watching it. Yeah. So this was like a thing that they did a lot more back in the day. Now, the only thing I could, could equate it to now, not in, not in like, <laughs> not in, um, quality per se. Although there was like, I feel like there was some good nineties quality in this, but more in like idea of like guest stars is like black mirror where you're like, here's black mirror. That's an anthology yeah. thing. But black mirror is much more, they're like hour long, like more heavily produced, and it's really like more... it's thirty years later on a different platform. But yeah, it gave me those vibes too. So each one of these episodes is like thirty minutes, but the people that are in these episodes, like the first episode, centers around Gary Oldman. The next episode, we have like I like Tales from the Crypt, kind of Tales from the Crypt, because I was gonna say they did these anthology shows where you can get all these people, but the difference is like Tales from the Crypt was more like late night, like. More silly vignettes. Some of them were even like 15 minutes. Just the idea that it's like a different cast and a different story every yeah. single time. Well, this is like straight film noir. And it's supposed to take place in the period of time before uh, Kennedy is president, but after World War II. So like a very specific Hollywood period. An L.A. period. It reminded me of the video game um, L.A. I think it was L.A. Noir or L.A. Confidence. L.A. Noir, I think was the name of the video game. And it was like a rock star game. And you yeah. play as like a... You put that that game came out, yep, 2011 game developed by Vonda, and I guess it wasn't Rockstar game, but it was. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was like a, a offshoot of like it had to um, be. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it was more like story driven, and you're basically like going around solving crimes as like this detective. But it really harkens back to this time of kind of like we in American society took the Wild West and basically said. We're going to immortalize it, glorify it, and keep making it seem like that period of time happened for, like, 250 years because we keep mining Isn't it. it only, like, seven years or something? Exactly. It was, like, I think it was, like, 10 to 20 years at best. This is the same kind of thing. So this is a specific period of time that at best is probably, like, 10 to 20 years in, like, L.A.'s history as L.A.'s, like, kind of growing out and, and becoming big. And so that's like what this is. And all these shows, like I just watched one and it was literally Lord Dern, Diane Lane, and Alan Rickman. And I'm just like, these are some of like the greatest actors and actresses that like we had. The second episode had Tom Hanks in it and a guest star for like a quick little second. Like these are all people that are like young, like in these roles. I don't know. A lot of them had different movies that were coming out at the same time. We just watched Sleepless in Seattle. He's in Sleepless in Seattle, then he's in this show, right? It's like one of those weird things that I'm like, I don't 
know what other kind of show could gather those kind of stars and star power together right now outside of like that's black why mirror the, that's why <laughs> the comp is black mirror where i'm like it's all these people that you see on all these things that are like really famous people i mean like alan rickman was in like die hard it's like the villain in die hard he was in robin hood men in tights or robin hood um prince of thieves like he was the guy in robin hood prince of thieves he was like the sheriff yeah like he's he in goes all to these the future movies. and he's in harry potter correct he's in all these movies it's 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 wild and they're all just like in these shows and these little weird vignettes and it's basically like an la noir style thing there's a bunch of like hard-boiled cops all those kind of tropes from those different weird like kind of like weird books and weird novels and that just covers the specific time of basically like the wild west in hollywood like there's just corrupt cops and people doing fucked up shit and the town just kind of you know burgeoning itself out with like rape and murder and like the black dahlia type stuff and like all this all this weird um moody 1940s 50s hollywood like that like glamorous like everybody's wearing dresses and when you're watching you're asking me you're like why is everybody like a hussy right like that's what you got from it i was like so well i okay I only saw the first episode and then I walked in and you were watching like the fifth and I was like, okay, so every woman is portrayed as <clears throat> like this. Like it just seems like, okay, but that's looking at it from the lens of 2023, right? Not that this is a take on film noir and like that's how people were Because I don't honestly, that's not something I'm interested in. Like I don't really mm -hmm. know anything about it. So like I didn't, you know, it didn't really resonate with me because I don't really like film noir. Like I don't. Like, when people talk like this, I'm, like, I'm just out. Like, the, the way people talk, like, I just, I can't relate to it. So, and I think for me, watching things, I have to feel like I can put myself in that world and have to be able to relate to it, which is why I really don't like a lot of fantasy. It's why I don't really like things that are over the top, because it's like, right. eh. Um, but this show is pretty crazy, because there are a ton of guest stars in it. It is more like, you can see what they're trying to do. It's more mm -hmm. like a piece of art kind of thing, and yeah. I mean, the third episode was directed very, very over the top and corny in a 90s way, though, you know, like third episode was directed great. by Tom Cruise. The that's only so thing funny. he's ever directed. I'm like, oh, that's the only, what? That's really funny. I'm like, what? It's so like, it's such like a weird little footnote and like, yeah, you know, 30 years later, Hollywood history to be like, you're looking at all these people going, you know, Laura Dern starring in all these different things. She's had this wild, amazing career. Mm -hmm. And you look at her here and she's just like the young damsel in distress. And you're like, it's just like, why, like, why would you, you know, it's like, were you taking a pit? Like, artistically, what did you think you were going to, it's just so Well, that's strange. what, I think that's what it is. It's just It's all... so strange to see that. And it's also, it's really strange that it's just buried. So it's on Showtime, but it's not like, you can't go on Showtime on demand. It wasn't on there. You can't go, you can't buy it. It's not streaming. It was just on YouTube. Like, it's nowhere else. And there's all these people in it. So it's wild that this thing isn't, like, somehow brought up that, like, people are seeing it more. Like, in season two, which I haven't seen yet, it's an episode with Brendan Fraser that apparently alludes to, like, different sort of, like, uh, like uh, homosexual undertones and things. It was, like, the first time that that might have been on TV. Ooh. I don't know what exactly it is. And oh, I would have watched it if him. I would have known But that. that's in season two. Kiefer Sutherland's in an episode in season two. Giancarlo Esposito's in an episode in season two. One of the last episodes that takes place in L.A., like, all these different... It's just, like... I'm, like... You look at the murderer's row of guest stars, and you're, like, if you just took all these people... I don't even know how much money it would take to get all these people to do this now. <laughs> right? So, I don't know what the budget was then, and I don't know how they well, roped it, all these people it, into it. Black Mirror is, like, the perfect... Um, but I think people want parallel. to do Black Mirror. They want... They're, like, I want to well, do Do you this. think they didn't want to do this? That they were being I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. They probably... I think film noir was, like, a thing. Like, people... Maybe. We're into that, and it was, like, an artistic... In 93, though? It was, like, what other... I guess, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean... I mean, even kind of look at, like, Twin Peaks. This is around when that came out. And that kind of has undertones okay. of that, right? Fair. Like, Fair. That is definitely on another level, and... Yeah. It's well, own thing, but it has that feel. Twin Peaks was on broadcast TV, though. This is on, like, Showtime. But I'm just saying, so... No, but like, who's going to see this? What, what I'm saying is... People who, that have Showtime. Right. But Showtime is not a huge medium at this point. Whereas, like, Twin Peaks is like... Every, if you're on Twin Peaks, everybody's seeing Twin Peaks. Because that's on TV. It's on broadcast TV. It might not be huge, but it's big enough to attract Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise. The but, Toms. But they were not... <laughs> like, Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks at this point. Now, Gary Tom, Oldman, Tom, Brendan Fraser, like... 
but they were not I, I that's the thing is like I, I feel like that's that's I'm listing all these people and I'm listing all these Oscar nominations and like blockbuster movies but this is 30 years ago like Tom Cruise in 93 is really really I think like starting like I think he had a dip and then he was coming back like this is before the Mission Impossible movies this is before all this wild stuff not that some of these things weren't big but like Tom Hanks like he didn't win an Oscar yet he was in Sleepless know, in Seattle. Not, I know he was, but these people are big actors. They're on their like, way regardless up, regardless of like where so I, they. I they love went. the behind the scenes story. Like I love like the, the you know somebody to do some sort of investigative reporting on like what happened with this. It's How cool. did we get all these people? What was the budget? Like what happened? Like I just want to know. Maybe I'll continue watching them too. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, again, if, if nothing more than. It's so nineties because this was such a nineties thing. I remember, Tales from the Crypt. I remember. Um, you know, Beavis and Butthead and the cartoons that they made, they did this, and I'm only comparing that to that because this is like an anthology thing where none of it connects to the overarching world. It's just like, here's a story. Here's a story. Here's a story. You tune in and just watch a story. It wasn't like the way that television is told now where they're like, here's seven episodes that all connect, 10 episodes that all connect. None of this stuff seems to connect. I think I saw the same people like, I'm pretty sure I saw, like, you know, one cop who's then in the next episode and something bad happens to him. And then I, I think, like, the dentist in one episode then is, like, a guy in another episode. Like, I think that, like, they, like, grab one person and then keep going. But I was, like, I kind of... It's like, tiny roles. Almost like uh, American Horror Story where, like... Like, almost like roles. Sin City. Like, Sin City the movie, which I don't know if you liked or not, was also an L.A. noir type thing. Like, a noir movie, but about... But that's what I'm saying. That was definitely a thing. The L- the, the... But that was a comic book. So that was more of, like, a graphic novel I get that they it, were adapting. I get it, but this is when... They they made it a movie in the well, the late nineties, right? I think so. Yeah, I did like the first one, and I watched it. Um, yeah, I liked the first one, but I, I saw, there was only there, there were multiple ones, right? I think there was two. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going. Well, no, I know you were gonna say they did like this medium. It's just that it's such it's such a more niche medium. I yeah. feel than than like the Wild West, right? The Wild West is just here's Gunsmoke, here's fucking you know. Here's a. I'll take this over the Wild West 10 out of 10. 100%. I'm just saying the idea that Hollywood just kept doing the Wild West because they had all the sets and the little towns that they built. Right. And people liked it. Like, it wasn't like, you know. This was very. All the dads are at home right now watching Gunsmoke. 100%. This is very specific. All the the retired gentlemen out there. You know, very much a lot of anti hero themes, a lot of, you know, a lot of duality themes, right? You know. In the Wild West, you get a lot of, you know, here's a, an older guy that's got a shepherd through this, you know, young kid, that kind of deal. This is just more like, you know, a little bit closer to maybe like the dark side of reality for some of these people. And so I thought it was really interesting. Again, just more or less to see the the people. And it's one of those things that like is very time capsule because it's it's about the stage act it's about the acting in the scenes it's not about the special effects it's not about let's say watching which i'm gonna try to dig up some episodes of like sequest next month where you're like (laughs) sequest is like i don't know how the graphics are gonna look on that i don't know how that's gonna age right where this is like there's no really like special effects did you watch that i did i I really enjoyed i think we've talked about this yeah i I did i thought it was i think i never did most but and again it was on sunday at like seven o'clock so it's one of those things that was like on mainstream tv so it was, it was, you were able to kind of digest it and watch it and take a look at it. You know what we should do too? What? Next month we should try to like find an old TV guide. They probably have it like online. Cause they used to do like the fall preview. I remember it would be like a giant ass TV guide. Yeah. And see what they were trying to hype up here because there's going to be a lot of cool stuff for next month. But anything else you want to add for Fallen Angels? The noir masterpiece on Showtime? <laughs> no. Six episodes in the no. first season. So I watched four to basically get the whole month of August. Yeah. Uh, I ended up watching five and then I'm like, couldn't get enough. Yeah. And it was rolling back on YouTube and I was like, well, maybe I'll put that on when I'm working today. So I watched the first one and there's a scene where the dude who's like, he was a cop, but he's not anymore. And his wife just got murdered. Whatever. He like. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. (laughs) Don't like Gary Oldman. Who's going to be Dracula and Bram Stoker's Dracula. So they're like him and I. It's going to be fucking Winston Churchill and win an Oscar. Gary Oldman. Can you just let me get back to the point? He like throws another dude like out a window, breaks his window in an apartment just to yell at him. And this is Newman from Seinfeld. Okay. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm just like, it is so fucking over the top yeah. that I laughed out loud. And that's when I actually texted you, what am I watching? Yeah. But I know that they did it on purpose. That's the style. Yeah. That's the yeah. Style. Like, I, I get it. But like, so I don't know. It is. And it's. It's something. I'm going to watch another one. I'm going to watch it. I feel like I can't have a full-blown opinion. Well, episode two has Tom Hanks as the guest star, but I would say probably if you really want to watch like a fucked up one, watch episode three. That's probably the most fucked up one I've seen so far. But again, they're all, from what I understand, they're reading about it. I think they're taken from different detect- like different stories that were written by people in like the 50s and 60s and 70s. Like pe- writers that wrote this. They like took their short stories and then adapted them. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So like. Yeah, it's cool. Because they're used, and that's the same thing with like Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that. Like they would take comic book stories and they would take like different horror stories and they'd adapt them. I just feel like the anthology medium is just lost now when we want that long form storytelling. Although that's what they're doing with Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. They're trying to make that like an anthology type thing. Because a lot of the stories that they're building out for that House of the Dragon and around like the, the book, um, House of the Dragon, I believe, Fire and Blood, that book has all these different stories from different times so it's like this happened during this 20 year period like they're focusing on this one but yeah. eventually they plan on building on a world right but they are building on a world and i mean you can't watch one episode without watching one before it so it is a little bit different. right 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 but i see what you're saying but the idea of anthology where like these characters are not gonna um they're not gonna continue all the way through you know they're, they're gonna kind of bounce back and forth some may pop up in different spaces but fallen angels check it out um i found it on the youtube Commercial free, watched on YouTube. Somebody has to stream, a couple different streams. That's where you saw it too. Pretty dope. I enjoyed it. I also had on here a TV show event. August 18th. Flare for the Gold episode. Mm. WCW. A little, a little guy called the Shockmaster. A little guy called the Shockmaster, which I think if you are remotely <laughs> on social media, you've seen this meme, especially it's a lot of the wrestling is real where he walks. So there's they're debuting a character called Shockmaster who's wearing, wearing a mask and he tries to go through this like door that they have set up. But like he's going to he, do like a like a Kool-Aid man breaking yeah, the wall like, type break, entrance. break the wall, but he fumbles it. <laughs> And I, it must have been live. I can only assume it was huh? live, right? Because he falls through, his mask comes off. He and just, just falls looks on the floor. so, like, cheesy. It looks like the cheesiest thing that you'll ever see in your entire life. Do yourself a favor. Watch it. Shockmaster. 100%. You know what? And, uh, do you know who that was? No. It was Typhoon. Stop. Mm-hmm. So for, so for <laughs> those that celebrate, it was Typhoon from Earthquake and Typhoon. The Shockmaster. Uh-huh. Wrestling has finest. There are things that wrestling does, like it, like pro wrestling has, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage. It has Ric Flair. It has, you know, Hulk Hogan. It has Ultimate Warrior. It has things where you suspend belief on it. And then it does something like this, and you're like, I can't say anything about it. Like, I just can't. You're right. You're right. It has the barbershop incident in 1991 where Marty Jannetty gets kicked through a plate glass window by Shawn Michaels. And you're like, wow, it's kind of like brutal. That's what a, what a, like what a way to end a story and break up to two people. Right. You're like, okay, it's a lot. And Shawn Michaels is a bad guy now. Shocking. It was a shocking, unexpected event. And then you have this shocking, unexpected event <laughs> where a man is just trying to bust through a wall and doesn't do it successfully. So it's, it's very funny. It's very funny. The shock master. <laughs> Look it up. Whether or not you enjoy wrestling. If you celebrate those kind of it's things. It's very funny. It is a celebration. It's a two second gift. GIF, GIF, whatever you want to call it. It's like a two second. But also when you're on there, like I said, it's like, here's Ric Flair where you're like, I've just suspended belief and I've allowed this person to be the maniac they say that they are in the ring, outside of the ring as well. And we've just, society's like, it's okay. You could just be this maniac. Well, it was, um, it was live because it was at a pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh yeah. True, 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 true. But I was going to be like, we've allowed this to happen. And now, here we are, where you're like, ooh, what do we do? This didn't work out well. And then you just rethink Ric Flair and what you're allowing the nonsense of him to do. But then you remember that he's the nature. Last thing, August 28th, the Power Rangers debut in America. What was your attachment? What was your thoughts on Power Rangers? Zero. 
I did okay. not care about that. I what about I them? bordered on just straight up not liking the Power Rangers. Why? What, I don't know. I don't know. I just I thought it was dumb. I think I was like, you know, I was a little too old for it. So it was more like the younger kids kind of watching it. I think or okay. boys maybe, but maybe boys. My I I just. No, I, I, so, I, I can't tell you why I didn't like it. So I can just tell you that I didn't. When it would come on TV, the hardest part that I had is there was basically two different television shows, right? There was this television show with these kids. I think they were high school kids. But again, there were high school kids like Beverly Hills 90210 or high school kids. So they were like significantly older than they should be. And I'm like, is that what I'm going to look like when I'm like 16? Mm-hmm. Am I going to look like I'm 25? Like, I don't understand. Because so, <laughs> I'm like 10. And they would be involved in whatever scenarios. And they have to do some ninja moves. And usually some sort of like foot soldier, like foot clan, like, um, you know, shredder type. What the hell are you talking villains. about? 90210? Yeah, you know you, when you watch 90210 and they're all supposed to be in high school, but they look like they're like fucking but 25? But they're not doing ninja moves? What are you talking about? The Power Rangers all look like they're supposed to be in high school. They're, they're like, they're in high school. But okay. they look like they're 25. Oh. <laughs> so this is that time. Same thing with Saved by the Bell. They're like, here's these kids that you're like, they're supposed to be in high school. They but- do look young. I mean, Slater doesn't, like, but if you watch, like, an early Saved by the Bell, like, Zach looks 12. If you watch Wake Up Miss Bliss, Zach looks, Zach could pass for 12, but he's probably 14. And if you watch then the next season of Saved by the Bell, he's, like, 15, but he's supposed to be 13 or 14. Okay, and then, but that's not that big of a difference. It's not like okay. uh, it's not like Andrea from now to an O who is actually thirty. All right. Let's just say this. Let's just say this because you you want to go here. We'll, I will give we'll, you we'll that. AC Slater, Mark Paul Gosler looked older. My man, MPG. He's born in nineteen seventy four. Okay. Okay, so he's at, at best twenty. Not even. He's nineteen when this is coming out. It's not that bad. I knew plenty of people that graduated high school at 19 okay. that were like, back okay. a year. Okay. All right. All right. Now, give me Mario Lopez, because he looked older. Mario Lopez. 73. So, a little bit older. Yeah, one year. I mean, he does look much older than he is. Um, or he did. I mean, he just kind of, like, looked that age, and then he just remained that age for um, And then Kelly, Kelly Kapowski. Fair. Okay. So, 74. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that's that bad. I, I really don't. I, I um. Seventy four, so six. So in nineteen ninety, she's sixteen. Sixteen. But she's playing a fourteen year old. Okay, but that's not a big deal. I mean, you take five fourteen year olds and put them in a room. Some are gonna look ten, and some are gonna look eighteen. Fair. I looked eighteen when I was fourteen. You know what okay. I mean? Like I always looked older. Okay, I'm getting a little bit off subject. We are. The idea is. The, they are people that are supposed to be playing kind of kids that just seem a little bit older when you're watching it from the naked eye. They are fighting like Ninja Turtles level vil- villains. Okay. Right? <laughs> so what they're doing or the premise of each episode is basically they are in costume fighting. At some point they'll get accosted in school, out of school, whatever it is. And they'll have to form up to then form like their Voltron. Okay? So take the Voltron aspect out of it. When they're fighting... They get into their costumes. So there is a scenario where they're all speaking English and everybody's talking English and everything is dubbed correctly because it's English. And then when they go and they fight the villain or you see the villain, the villain is speaking in like Japanese. So it's terribly dubbed. So it would always like take you out. And then every episode. So each one was a different (laughs) color and they had a different part on the Voltron basically because it was like Voltron that they made. So they made this giant thing to then fight like a kaiju. So a kaiju is just Japanese for like a giant monster. So it'd be like, oh, here's giant rock monster. But it, they all were like Godzilla level monsters. So they looked so, it's a dude in a suit. So you're like, what the fuck am I watching? It's like a regular show. Then we do like some ninja moves. And then all of a sudden we're like in a horribly dubbed anime. And then we're fighting, here's a robot man who's fighting like, you know, a, a, a mutated armadillo but he's a man in a suit and you're like this is just so cheesy so i just told you why um fallen angels was a little hard for me to get into because i felt like i couldn't really like relate to the world so what was going on you, or how people were acting Voltron? like yeah this is 
you're asking me why I didn't like the Power Rangers. You just answered it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what. It just seems very, even as a kid, it seemed so a dumb. little, like a step below, like, chi- like too childish for me. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We were a little bit too old for it. I, no, I might have been the, the, the cusp of, like, the sweet spot. But it just was too childish for me to get into. My brother, I think, kind of liked it. Again, but, he's two years younger than me. Right, but it's just hard. It's hard. To, no, he's three years younger than me. Two okay. Years, three years? Three years. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, I think he's three years younger than me. So it's, he's, really, he's, like, seven. So, like, that's, like, right in his sweet spot. Right. Of like, oh, look, here's ninjas and villains, but they're not really villains and silliness. Oh, it's the perfect age for it, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it was around, it was on, it was on in the background. And, I mean, look, little boys, and even now, you know, little girls can embrace it, too. Everybody can embrace it. Like, kids got a lot of energy, want to do kung fu moves, want to do <laughs> wrestling moves. It's what they want to do. You're seeing it on TV. It's cool. So, I think that's all, like, part of it, right? Yeah, and I mean, it is... Monster, faceless monsters that mean nothing, you know, sure. that sort of deal. And you don't want to, like, genderize kids or whatever. Like, no, oh, only boys now. can, like, do, like... But it kind of... Is a stereotype for a reason. Little boys, wild and physical in general, right? Like, for real. Like, it's true. They want to wrestle. They want to do ninja moves. It is kind of more ge- geared towards um, boys, I would think. Yeah. I would say so. Um, Late Show with Dave Letterman. Late Show with Dave Letterman. Premieres August 30th. That's the last thing I had in mind as well. We had Bill Murray as his first thing. guest. And our man Billy Joel performing. <sighs> We should have tried to find that and watch it because those are like the two best dudes. It's definitely on. I, I It's I, like the Bills. I put it as a coda of like, I'm going to watch it because I, I think we're talking about next month. We're going to do, um, doing it for a slumber party. we're, we're, we're going to do like a kind of like a TV discussion breakdown, um, review of like what we remember because in September, or this is what we're workshopping, but in September of every year, at least while we'll be doing this. That's when all the new shows debut, and they just throw everything against the wall to get their new lineup set up for the year. So there's so much stuff in September, so little stuff in November, you know, little stuff in October, less in November, like nothing in December. So you just have these months of like all these shows, and we're going to look for specials like we did last year, Halloween specials, all sorts of stuff. But I mean, September, we have so many bangers. We have X Files. We have. I won't give it away. I know. know. Boy Meets World. So much. I mean, just a lot of good stuff. So Gail Gardner. Who's Gail Gardner? She's the first woman to do a televised play-by-play of a baseball game. I saw that, but I was like... That's a big deal. It is a big deal. I feel like that's a big deal. It is a big deal, but whenever you type in what happened... Colorado Rockies and Cincinnati Reds. Whenever you type in what happened in, like, these early years of the 90s, it's always baseball shit. It's like, yo, uh, Eddie Murray hit... Like, you know, got the, the, yeah, but I feel like... Blah, blah, blah. Ricky Henderson paid $25,000. I feel like it wasn't even that long ago that, like, old dudes... I mean, even still now are complaining about, like, women commentating sports games, right? But it started 30 years ago. So, I mean, this is just baseball, so it could have... Hear me out, though. But, I mean, I think it's a big deal. Hear me out. The only reason... Like, I don't disagree, but the thing that I would say is that I feel like there's a generation of men specifically that basically are like, (laughs) that basically look at women in such a way that there's no way that a woman could understand or contemplate this game that they themselves never excelled at. That's, that's the, that's, that's exactly the point is because they feel like they probably, they don't want to admit that a woman could have a better grasp on something that mm-hmm. they feel like they couldn't be in the club for, right? So it's but like... But there was a very specific time, and it kind of sorts, sort of starts to end, like, in the mid-ish 2000s, where, like, for example, with football, where it's just, like, the, the, the broadcast booth would be, like, one broadcaster that, like, we just all agree that we have to deal with X broadcaster, and then, like, X player, X player, X player. And now there's so many people that talk about it, men and women, that, like never played at all because you don't need to play to understand the game and know it baseball is, is still is still to this day i think like the gold standard of like the people that still watch it just cannot grasp that women can understand it they play the same uh, such a similar fucking game in softball they play such a similar like game similar idea similar stuff so but like just because you can't or there hasn't been a professional woman baseball player doesn't mean that women can't grasp the fucking game it's just 
I don't know. I don't want this to turn into a. Uh... It's not because I'm totally like no, on board. I know. I I'm know on board. I'm not arguing with you. I'm on board with being like you can be a stat head for anything. It, yeah. It's funny because the idea of like pro wrestling, for example, is like a perfect medium because the, because you're like you can have both people on the same show. You can have men and women, and really, what ends up happening is the the people that can entertain the most and connect with the crowd the most, which is what sports is. But mm-hmm. people try to make it be something more than that. Well, it's, that's, it's a game you're, you're, that's that you're sports trying to entertainment. It's different. But I see what you're saying. No, I understand. But what that's saying. what sport is. Cause but even if you look at like MMA, I mean, not that I like that, as I, I really don't, but there's women, right? And men. But that's because it's like a one-on-one thing. Like when you talk about team sports. It, but but it's also a weight class. That, the other thing about, you know, combat sports is it's also a weight class thing. Like you're not really going to find, you know, you're not going to find a woman well, that's big Cup enough right to really now. fight a man because the mus- muscle structure is different. That's not going to be like, it's not right. Like it's not, that's not no, I right. Know. I, I, you know? I agree. hundred yeah. percent. Um, yeah, I don't know how we get to that. But anyway, Gail Gardner. <laughs> well, first woman. I mean, it's it's good. It's just one of those things good. that I don't remember from no. there. I don't remember how much. I don't. What I'm saying is, we broke down. We broke a wall down. We didn't do a shock master. We made it through, and it was successful. <laughs> but having said that, I don't know how much it changed. You know, I don't know how much it changed the culture because I don't remember like women now. You know, I'm just saying that there's not a ton of women now that I'm like, oh, there's all these women that. Well, they say sometimes when there's a breakthrough with something, it actually. Sets things back. Sets things back because people get, like, really angry. And, like, mm-hmm. instead of it being like, oh, my God, women are getting all these other opportunities. This is going to be wonderful. All the people that are like, know your place, blah, blah, blah. They're going to come out of the woodwork. All the, the, the cave trolls come out. And it actually, you know, ignites more people to get up in arms about whatever, you know, bigoted bullshit they want to get upset about. And it actually sets things back. Or it appears to for a while, anyway. Because I was going to say, I think the thing about sports now, especially, is like, you find me, I'd much rather listen to, not that I listen to that, because I don't really watch Monday Night Football, but I'd rather that there was more, like, Manning cast type things <laughs> yes. out there. Because, like, I don't, like, I, I want to consume the game, but I want to just kind of, like, listen to people. But, like, it, yeah. it could be, like, women talk, it could be whoever, it doesn't matter, because not everybody needs to have played to have the insight, or not everybody needs to have played, like, you can know so much. And that's what's changed because even back in the 90s, you know, coaches were all of this certain ilk and certain breed and you were never going to get a young coach. Now there's so many coaches that are like under 45 in the NFL. Yeah, that's cool. You know, all of it's changing because it's just like, yeah, that old man way of just like, you know, we're going to do it this way and it has to be done this way. There's so many different, you know, ways to try to change things and the game has changed so much. I mean, I remember in the 90s, especially around Super Bowl time, they would just they would just have these videos, like NFL's greatest hits. And it would literally be like on, in the middle of the night on like ESPN. And they would just run an infomercial for this video. And they would be the most brutal hits of like someone like forearming someone in the face and just like concussing them. But they're like, you just buy these videos. Like these videos are out there on the internet, I'm sure on YouTube. And you just see this stuff and you're like, it's so violent. <laughs> like it's just so wild. Yeah. You know how now they're like, ah, uh, no, we're not going to do that. That's what I got. Potpourri. Okay. Some of my potpourri <laughs> is some of my TV. Or we just actually kind of melded it together. I mean, one of my potpourri was David Letterman opens up on August 30th. Oh. <laughs> you tried to double dip that one. Well, you I, dipped it once I had, and it, I had it, it at the top and then we took the chip it's and okay. went back in. Double, double dips are fine by me. August 10th, River of Dreams, the last studio album, Billy Joel. <laughs> Same day, RB, RBG, sworn yeah, into the Supreme Court. I got Court. RBG. So I thought that was uh, obviously pretty important. She's going to matter. Absolutely. She still does matter. August 15th, Nolan Ryan, 324th and final victory. Oh, more baseball fun. That's what I'm saying. All the, because, you know, it's just baseball things. August 20th, Howard Stern was fired in Chicago. Oh, shit. Which I wonder if that has to do with what we watched yesterday. We were watching Dark man Side cow. of the 2000s. Yeah, could have been with because the man cow was in it. I don't know. I don't know. We should have looked into that. I didn't see that little fact, I so I didn't. It just popped out and i'm like it doesn't that none of that tracks with me because it's so oh my god yeah we watched the um dark side of the 2000s shock jock it's a two-part mm-hmm. and like you knew shit was wild with these with these shock jocks you knew howard stern threw baloney at ladies asses you knew but that wasn't even that Anthony bad that wasn't even did that whip bad. him out wednesdays i i that's, that's what yeah. i'm saying like yeah. those are like common knowledge things especially growing up back then like I can't tell you how many wow stickers were seen about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just a New York thing. I think so. It probably. 
Um, I, but it was those Whip Em Out Wednesday wow stickers everywhere, everywhere for OB and I did not know that those two guys were the biggest pieces of shit in the world. I had no idea. Well, if, if you recall... I don't know if that's okay to say, but I just said it. No, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. I mean, if you recall... No, yeah, that, that is my opinion. So. If you recall, <laughs> we've had this conversation before where we grew up in the Northeast. Uh, on, you know, we, we grew up on Long Island, and when you grow up there, you don't get a real appreciation for a lot of the things that people in different parts of the country, like now we are, you know, transplants, we've been down in NC for a while, but almost, almost 10 years. And you don't get the same kind of experience where you're like, there was in this area between New York city and where we grew up, like 10 million people. And there's like that many people in this entire vast state. You just don't get the same level of like scope. So when you're like, I saw whip them out Wednesday stickers, right? Because these guys were in New York city and this was just all around in this area. And it just reached so many people so quickly. Cause it was in, they were in New York city and it was all around us. Now they were syndicated in these other markets. They might've been down here. You know, same thing with Howard Stern. Eventually they go on satellites and they're everywhere. But it's just that idea that like when you're in New York city, that's where those guys are. They're in New York city. So when they would do wild shit, they'd be doing it in like, <laughs> You'd see it on the, the quote-unquote local news because the local news is yeah. the New York City news. That's it's true. fucking wild that they'd be doing these things. Like, I remember the St. Patrick's Cathedral thing. I remember I a whole bunch of this Howard Stern stuff. I did not remember that. That's... Because we, we both had parents that worked in the city. So it's like we went to the city. It wasn't, you know, if you think you're in, you know, let's say you grow up in North Carolina, you grow up in Charlotte, you may never go to New York City. And if you didn't, you just don't understand the dynamics and how different it is. And you're like, oh, I'm in this city. And you had your own local DJs playing their own music, doing their own things. You probably had your own shock jocks. But they're nothing like these guys. And these guys did this on the wild, the largest stage with the these large companies. And they just did such fucked up shit. When we watched yeah, that, oh, such wow. fucked up shit. I don't know if we mentioned that, like, we listen to Howard Stern a lot. Like, especially yes. recently, like, his interviews are not even it's i mean everyone knows that he's the best interview like he just does the best interviews ever like i read private parts when i was probably, so this isn't to talk shit about him but like no I, whew, some of the stuff that he did some of the, i mean opie and anthony when opie did the thing with the cake to the homeless guy i'm not gonna like if you watch that uh thing, i was like almost gonna cry i was so mad yeah i was like jen that happened 30 years ago i was like really and upset it's over and you're like hopefully someone gave him money i'm like I hope so. A new cake. Like I want to bake this man a cake and bring it to him, but I don't know where he is. I mean, it was it was tough. It was it, it was a tough watch because you know, again, mind you, they're picking and choosing. Maybe this is the worst thing they did, and it's really bad. But unfortunately, it was a platform that people were given at the time because things were just so different, and I, I would say dialed to a level. That really the only thing that kind of pops everything and changes the culture and causes things to change is really, you know, that early 2000s, 2001, September 11th changes things again, galvanizes people, uh, allows the government to pass the Patriot Act, do all these other things. People are willing to give up their freedom. But also then they mentioned here, you know, Nipplegate with Janet, Janet Jackson, which was a huge thing that like. You know, we were in college. I was in college at the time. So I, I didn't even see it. I was in the bathroom, going to the bathroom, drinking beer, like drinking beer, watching the game and, and wherever. Right. I didn't see it. I remember not seeing it. And just everybody saying it was such a big deal and going, it's, a, it's not that big a deal. Like, I didn't think it was a big deal, but people lost their fucking mind. And they're like, we need to now regulate everything. It was crazy. These these like certain time in America where like, like you're talking about, they were doing such wild, fucked up shit that nobody really cared about. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this one thing is like the, the, you know, straw that broke the camel's back, you know, it was like, that was it. It was like, everybody's like, no, we got to rein this shit in in like a weird way. And then that's when we got like the satellite boom. And then that's when you get like podcasts and you get all these different things where you could just kind of do what you want because there's really no regulation because it's not over the air for everybody to see. Really, really fucking weird. Really weird times. Yeah. Really, really weird. Because you're watching what they were doing and you're like, that's just like one of these things that these guys did. Like that cake thing. If just that cake thing canceled, me- forget canceled, like excoriated. There and would sent- be a GoFundMe to buy this homeless man like a, a house. house. Yep, hundred percent. They put him in college. Uh huh. Buy him a house. He mm-hmm. would have his life would be set. Hundred percent. And Opie 
would never get yeah. can't absolutely canceled right but though but these people are on such a pedestal at this point like i think he still has a show and i think that like i think anthony has as of where i looked like he still has a show or has but another show Opie or radio has show. a podcast um he has a podcast now i don't know about anthony apparently he's still out there throwing the n-word around mm-hmm well, no, no, because because I, I was gonna say the, these people, and same thing with Howard Stern, where then he like these people all grew this whole audience and and following, and they have this platform and this microphone, and then the people have continued to follow them. So the people that are in on Anthony's rants and things, like they're just still following him, like and you're racism, like racism, like yeah, but it, yeah. but they're almost like they all of these people have reached a level, including Howard Stern, I believe, that you can't they they're on you cannot cancel them, and the reason you can't cancel them is because they are so large of an audience right. that 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 is so not just loyal but so um connected it's yeah. an audience that's connected to the person where they're like look some of this is an act but all of this is a person that i as i continue to follow them like i agree with them so i give them a platform whereas other people i feel right. like especially now you can cr- you can break in and people are like, look, you're a great singer, songwriter, whatever. I'm attaching, you know, I'm I'm tethering to you, but I'm not gonna like stay anchored to you. Like these are people that have just been anchored. Could well, you see the things they've done? And you're like, you're an anchor. You're a staple. If you're in attracting life. racist, violent people, you're not gonna push them away by acting racist or violent, right? Where like Howard Stern changed his image, he. You know, he's apologized to a lot of people. Whether or not you think that's genuine or just for business, it it doesn't really matter. It's what he did, right? So a lot of people accept him that if he was still saying the things that he said to, like, about people's families, like the man-cow thing is crazy. If he was still saying things like that, if he was still, um, like treating women in a way where he's throwing baloney at their naked ass and stuff like i don't think i think he, he would have lost a lot of i don't think he would have gained the respect he has today you know what i mean he wouldn't be where he like people love him like liberals love him like you know what i mean like but, it wouldn't but, be like that but part of that and especially even with them is like you can you can see like we just watched recently fight club and when you rewatch it it's a tough watch because you're like, man, I see who these people are and I see who they are now. And, and you know, when you dig deeper into what it's about and toxic masculinity and stuff, but then you see something like Opie and Anthony, you see these antics and you're like, oh, they were appealing to that group, which that group becomes other groups later on. And, that, you know, and that's the same thing with Howard Stern. It's like he's appealing to a person that watched Porky's that read mad yeah, magazine exactly and, and that was the what it was in about. the 90s but he did change with the times. but it was the 70s the 80s into the yep. 90s into the, and then he did evolve out of it as he grew older but he had a platform that he was able to continue to do that and he also had the foresight to be like look i'm a business and a brand as well as a person like i gotta work on myself as a person to continue the business and brand because the business and brand is probably putting me in a, in a place that's not good for me as a person because it was pretty clear that, at least when you're watching this stuff, that they were just kind of allowed to do whatever. And you would think about it and be like, you know, some of the best bits and things that I remember would, would like, be semi-exploitive to, you know, people with special needs and things like that. But I don't think that that yeah. idea was necessarily to be bad to them. It was to give them money and a platform. But also, they were making lots of money. So it was this, like, circle where you're, like, just a little icky. But then you're like, well, they're my people because I've been listening to this and been involved in this world and this universe for 20 years. So it's okay. But it's like, it's really not okay. But also like, well, it's not okay to start that now. Right. But it was kind of okay then, but not really. Well, it can be two sides to something. Both things can be true. 100%. Very gray. It was a very gray show where you can be like, I can laugh at this or as they would say, and as they mentioned multiple times or their argument would be just turn it off if you don't like it. It's like, you don't want to hear this, this segment where we're, you know making fun of someone with special needs or whatever, you know, interviewing someone with special needs about their day-to-day life, like, just turn it off. And you're like, yeah, but like, but, but again, that's, that's what it was because you have four hours of time to fill and there's minimal buffers and guidelines and you're always trying to one-up in order to get people to stay on the dial, right? Like, this person will like this, so you'll tune into this segment. 
And I mean, this medium doesn't exist. We've talked about this many times before without Howard Stern, without those people um, pushing the envelope in the beginning. All it ever was was here's, you know, two or three minute maybe bit. And then uh, here's the next record. Here's the weather. Here's this. Here's that. This idea of this long form conversation and interviews and, and analysis that just doesn't doesn't happen. So I think anybody that does any of this has to, you know, owe some debt of gratitude even though he hates this medium. <laughs> so he got fired August 20th, 1993. Yeah, I tried to find out why, but I, I failed. Anything else? I think it's just he didn't get a lot of listens in Chicago, which might be the man cow thing. I don't know when that happened, so I tried. To I think out. somewhere on there, if I recall correctly. Yeah, that could that's probably why. Yeah. Um. Well, about, about, that's what I had. Those those are the stories I had, and then I had a, a quick little trivia segment I wanted to I add. I had. Um. Great flood of 1993, Mississippi. Yeah, I saw about that. Yeah, that was a big flood. In Mississippi. Okay. Hold on. Um, I think like 15 to 16 um, billion dollars in damages. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's like one of the biggest floods in, you know, American recent history. history. Yeah. Um, like 50, up to 50 people died. Was it really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a big, um, the thing about it was it wasn't great. The Great Mississippi and Missouri Rivers flood. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, Twelve to sixteen billion dollars in damages, which would be equivalent to twenty-one to twenty-seven billion dollars in damages uh, in twenty twenty-one. So, could you imagine twenty-seven billion dollars in damages? That's wild. Which I wonder how much damage like Katrina caused, whatever. But anyway, yeah, um, big deal. Not great. Uh, I think that was wrapped up in August, though. What else? I had some other stuff. I had that the officers responsible in the Rodney King case were sentenced to 30 months in prison. Yep, I saw that too. Um, the 150 millionth person entered the Eiffel Tower and got a car because of it. Was awarded a car. I mean, I don't... Which... I wonder if they knew that going in. Like, you will get a car if you're in, like, you know what I mean? Or if it was just, so, like, like, surprise. What do you even do with said car? Here's like, a, a car. You drive it? I'm... And Mother <sighs> Teresa had malaria and was hospitalized. But, like, if you're from Australia and they're like, here's a car, you're like, all right, I'm going to pay to ship this on a thing? She was a Parisian. Jacqueline oh, okay. something. Yeah, okay. no. She That's was fair. from Paris. So it actually, which I think is great. I mean, I'm sure... It's like one of those things where you live somewhere that's like a tourist place and you're like, all these people come here. I'm, I'm happy to hear a, a lady from Paris. Well, maybe they set the whole thing up. Because like I said, well, are, I hope are that you going to pay did. to ship it to you Australia? Like, like, what are we doing? They didn't have to, okay. Um, that's all I got. That's all I had. I, now, normally we do trivia. But I want to end this a little bit differently. Oh, no. So I found some general facts Okay. About life in America in oh, 1993. Shit. Oh, boy. So I already know the answers. So I'm going to ask so you. So it's just a me trivia? It's just a you trivia. Oh, boy. I've got four questions for you that I feel like it's just, you know, it's potpourri. It's just here. You know, sometimes you just kind of throw things out. Because we are going to, next month, we're going to be getting out our Trivial Pursuit game to start. And we're going to work on our rules. So I figured I'd just ask you these questions. So, Jen. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to play the over-under game because I, I feel like that's a little bit too sus. So I'm going to ask you straight up these questions at first. And then maybe from there I'll decide. How many questions are you going to ask me? Four. So I'll decide from there if it should be over-under. So let's start here. What, in 1993, what is the average cost of a new house in 1993? This is like, you know, I'm terrible at these things. It could be anything. Uh, 110000 dollars. Okay. What is the average cost of rent? Oh, this is terrible. Why are you doing this to me? Five hundred dollars a month. What's the average cost of gas? A dollar sixteen. What's the average income? Average is so hard, right? Because it's like um, 
the 38,000. So you said the average cost of a new house is $110,000. Mm-hmm. You said the average cost of rent is $500. Yeah. You said the average cost of a gallon of gas is $1.16 and the average income was $38,000. Yeah. Using prices right rules. Now we're recording this in the morning. It's true. I do not want to like ring the bell, but you got one of them absolutely spot on. Was it the gas? It was the gas is a dollar sixty. You I might have I was like, that was a little sus. So okay. Yeah. Having said the other three. I was like, it's either gas or a gallon of milk was one sixteen, so I'm just gonna say it. Using prices right rules. Two out of three, you're probably gonna win the showcase. One of them you have some distance. You did not go over on any of them. So average cost of a new house, $113,000. Okay, I did not see that. So I'm pretty proud of myself on that one. Now, it's like $400,000. Yeah. So in 30 years, it's gone up that amount. Like 300%. Rent, $532. Oh my God. And you said 500. Yeah, so really you weren't that far off. I really didn't see those facts either. Average cost of rent now, $1,600. In in the country? Yeah. Average wild, income, 31230 You oh, said wow. thirty eight. So you yeah. really weren't that far. No. I don't know the average income now. But I think it's like 64000 maybe for like a household of two or something. Six, uh, was this for a household or for a person? It just said average income. It just was one of those things. I was looking at the website where I was looking at different facts and this just popped up. And I'm like, oh, that would be just like a fun thing to see if you can get some of this stuff because of how wild things are. Gas is, you know, right now three fifty. It's $56,940. Okay. So it's the average income right now. The average cost of a new house <laughs> has gone up like 300%. The average cost of rent has gone up 200%. The average cost of gas has gone up like 200% and the average income has gone up about 60%. Yeah. Sounds like things aren't really up. <laughs> Sounds like things um... aren't uh, scaling the way that they should. Nope. It's a good job by you. Thanks. Random, random trivia questions. I'm pretty proud stuff. of, I'm pretty proud of myself because I thought I was going to be wildly wrong. But... And that's our Potpourri TV special for August. Yeah. We've um... had, we talked about nothing, but also everything. We has... discussed. I... As per usual. We've discussed Fallen Angels. Yeah. Highly recommend on YouTube. It's just, I mean, it's wild. It's, it's wild. Wild, wild scene. We talked about the Power Rangers, what we liked and disliked. Our man, Billy Joel, out here, last studio album, and, a, and an appearance to promote it on David Letterman. A little, little discussion about Shock Jocks and Shock Jock Radio. Yeah. Jen crushed some uh, average 1993 questions, right? What is the average of this and the average of that? I mean, I think we, we covered a lot. I think we said a lot, and I think we did pretty good. Anything else you want to add? No, I think we did it all. Um, Next up, movies. Movies. Excited. August. It'll probably drop September 1st. Maybe. Maybe. We might be able to get it out soon. We'll see. We'll see. We might. We might. But I love when we hash things out on air, and then it just doesn't happen either way anyway. But isn't that, like, the best thing to do um, is to kind of be like, if you're here at the end, if you're 58 minutes into this and you're like, you know, they're still going, what are they talking about? Well, maybe this will get out September 1st, maybe August 31st. Yeah. I would really, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But then we should be able to, you know, or we're working to get back to our once-a-week schedule. And like I said, with all this TV that we have now, it's going to be, even if our pulpuries are less. Summertime, it just, we really think we can handle it, and then... We got so much going on, you know. Well, when you're not home, I think the hardest part you know, is when you're home. not in your, when you're not home and you're traveling, and yeah. especially if you're traveling like for for pleasure, you're like I'm going on vacations, I'm doing this stuff. It's like the idea of being like, well, we'll also kind of try to, you know, get some of this stuff done. Things can get lost in the shuffle, but we're gonna get back into a routine, back into a schedule, which we're really excited about. So, if you like what you hear, follow us. Where can they follow us, Jen? BLC mixtapes on Instagram. Um, Becky left the chat on what? What are we on X? Becky left the Gmail chat at gmail dot com. <laughs> yes, our email is Becky left the chat at gmail. BLC underscore pod. BLC underscore pod on X. Um, which is I you, think you. we mentioned that school is starting soon, and with that will be us making some new social media profiles mm-hmm. and maybe. Holding ourselves accountable to make a post or two. Oh, boy. The you accountability. Know? The accountability post. We're still Pat looking is for doing that. a dance because he has to pee. We're still looking for that unpaid intern to run our social media. Yeah. Apply. Becky Apply. Left the chat at gmail.com. We could pay you nothing. 
Um, <laughs> we can buy you lunch. Yeah, it's true. We will vouch that you deserve college credits if that means anything. 100%. I don't know what that means, but... 100%. <laughs> um, thanks for listening and sticking with us. This is... Always fun. Like on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Like on Spotify. Subscribe Please. on Spotify. Give that us helps. a nice rating. Gives us numbers. If you feel so inclined, it really helps. If you want to drop a little a little review, oh my God. Five Appreciate it so much. Um, yeah. Reach out if you have any suggestions or anything like that. And we will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.